0: Lando, welcome to the Bitcoin source. Can we start things off by having you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Yes, sure. Thanks for having me there, too. So, uh, my name is, my real name is Lawrence, but uh, most people probably know me better under my nickname, which is Lando Rothbardian. And I'm the CEO of uh, Shopinbit.com and plevin.com. Yeah. Really short introduction. <laughs>
0: yes. Th- thank you for that introduction, Lando. So, um, the first thing I really want to get into before we start talking about shopping bit, because I'm really excited to talk about your online store and your platform, because I think it's amazing. I want to know, like your humble beginning. So, like, where did you learn about Bitcoin? How did you get orange pilled, whether it was people, events or even courses in this ecosystem that kind of inspired you? So could you kind of give people a little background of your rabbit hole story?
1: Sure. Sure. Of course. Uh, well, it's all began. I would say about the, the real orange pilling itself, right it began uh, about 2011. So um, I was already into Austrian economics. Um, like I think I started uh, reading about Austrian economics in 2009 or something. Um Because after all this uh, aftermath of the big crash from 2008, I was just like, yeah, man, I'm just fresh out of school. I have no fucking clue what's up with the economy and why is everything tanking like uh, and um, my problem back then was um, that I found the reasoning of the Austrian economics. It it was perfectly clear, right? Even for me as a non-college going young, um, not entrepreneur at that time was just working odd jobs. Like I was a concierge, I worked in call centers and all the weird stuff, right? and um my problem was that the only solution the austrian economics had was gold because well the money printing is the main problem so we need a gold standard but as the austrian economics um economists themselves already proclaimed yeah that's it's been tried we need something different and then it was about i would say yeah april 2011 or something The thing that I remember is that I was playing the beta of um, Star Wars The Old Republic, Uh, you know, this big uh, MMORPG, right? Uh, And then I stumbled upon uh, Bitcoin through the Stefan Molyneux podcast. So I was already into the anarcho-capitalistic philosophy, as you might have guessed by my nickname, Lando Rothbardian. but anyhow. Um and yeah, I was checking it out and then I was like, hmm, okay, internet money, how does it work?" And then I read the white paper. and I think I only came to the point where it says that it's capped to 21 million coins. And I was like, "Oh my God." Yeah, I was I was already hooked. Um, but uh, I was uh, uh, yeah, how could you say? It? I was about 20 21 years old, so my main interests, apart from just reading about Austrian economics, we're pretty girls and going on dates, so I spent a lot of coin on that. Um, yeah, and that was my beginning. So I always, well, I tried to stack some, but as I already said, I was pretty stupid back then. And, um, yeah, that was actually the beginning.
0: Nice. And that just makes me wonder right like in 2011 i mean bitcoin was probably what five dollars or something probably cheap <laughs> you know so like think about where you would be right now if you had kept all that bitcoin at those prices
1: yeah i i have stopped i have stopped calculating <laughs> um well and um, but i see it from a different perspective right um so i was mentally probably not ready to handle that kind of money. So, um, I had to go through different trials and challenges and grow as a person to really like mature, to be in this position right now, to say, okay, I run, um, yeah, like I run two platforms right now. And, uh, this is like not a task that you should, like get into when you'll have like no experience at all and there are people depending on me as well so um i think i i paid a lot of full bitcoins in uh, tuition money
0: (laughs) yes most definitely and you know there's people out there that spent ten thousand on pizza so you know that gives you uh some confidence in there you know that you uh you didn't make too many mistakes but i do agree with you that um Bitcoin has a way of of humbling people and it has a way of making you Not think about wealth or money in the fiat terms and because we still live in a fiat world it's kind of hard to um, decode the matrix in that way because you're still kind of going to the shop or paying your bills in fiat so it's hard for people to really understand how powerful Bitcoin is and what you're doing with shopping bit, which is what I want to get into Lando is something that I've found very unique and profound because of course, during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, companies like Amazon exploded, right? You had people ordering things, delivering things. So I wanted to ask you Lando, like what is shopping bit and why do you believe people will start shopping with Bitcoin over Fiat money?
1: Yeah. So shopping bits is, quite simply put, uh, Europe's biggest Bitcoin store. We currently have about 800,000 products available. So that's everything from toothpaste to the newest iPhone and everything in between. Like, we actually have um, also a food section, so you can literally just buy rice and pasta if you want to eat it, or if you like siphonine, you just get the big ham and no olive oil. And <laughs> um, yeah, and what we do is we are currently um, shipping the products only within the European Union, um, and we do that for um, Bitcoin mostly, and we, of course, also accept fiat money. Um, the important point for me personally was that I was um, – annoyed with the slow progress, so I actually just built a store for myself, like, okay, then I could just buy my stuff with Bitcoin and be done with this stupid PayPal and the other crap, right? And um, there are two positive sides to um, accepting Bitcoin as an e-commerce store, and that's something that uh, very often talked about because I think I'm one of the few people who actually brought it to a scale where you could say, okay, it's big enough. So it's data that you can actually compare to. So we have the lowest return rates in the whole industry, right? So the Bitcoiners have a return rate of 1%. And just as a side note for, um, the U S audience. So in Europe, it's actually by law, you have to take back all products within a 14 day Withdrawal period, right? So you have the right of withdrawal. That's the name for it. So if people just say, yeah, okay, I don't like the color. I just send it back and then you have to give a full refund, right? And, um, within this period of withdrawal, uh, usually you have an e-commerce about 20 to 25% return rates in e-commerce. So with Amazon, it's ridiculous. Like every fourth order will just be sent back. I think it's stupid. And, you hear all day this talk about ESG, sustainable, yadda, yadda, yada, but people are sending every fourth order back. So every fourth order is just a waste of time. And I probably would just close my shop if I had to deal with these kind of return rates because it's just stupid, right? Everyone is losing money. The environment gets uh, polluted just for nothing, right? It's, and mostly the products will be burned afterwards, but anyhow... The Bitcoiners, on the other hand, are, as you already um, said before, are humble and they spend their sets wisely, right? So there is a way bigger thought process uh, before you actually spend your Bitcoin. It's not like, ooh, shiny Apple MacBook M2 uh, Ultra, right? It's, okay, do I really need a new notebook right now? And then uh, you can probably imagine... The, the classical image of the Bitcoiner who's like typing on an almost broken keyboard where A, W, S, and D are not really existent anymore as the, as the keycaps. Um, but, uh, in, in general terms, it's actually similar. So, um, the Bitcoiner starts thinking about what does he really need? Is it the right color? Does it have enough RAM? And then after, really studying the material about the product so he's really well informed and then the bitcoiner starts checking out reviews as well so the whole buying process takes probably about a week to two weeks but then when the um the shopping is done then there is almost a non-existent return rate which is a fantastic upside for doing e-commerce in general. And the second part, which is another, the like, again, insane um, advantage of Bitcoiners is that we have a medium uh, basket size of about 1000 euros per order. So they are big spenders, but they just spend their coins once per month or twice per month, not like five or six times per week, just because, okay, yeah. I forgot to buy some toothpaste. Let's order it. Oh, free delivery. Okay. Just ship it all. Right. Um, and these two advantages alone, um, have kept us in business for, yeah, we started in December 2018. So it's our first halvening that we, um, powered through <laughs> after this bear market last year. Um, yeah. So I, I think I kind of answered your question. <laughs>
0: Yes, you definitely did. And there's just a lot to unpack there too. Like, it makes me wonder, you know, during the all time high of almost 70,000, I'm sure you saw a ton of orders because people got profit, right? So they were spending more money and there was something that you mentioned talking about the returns in Europe. I believe in America, it's like called chargebacks and a lot of companies get crushed because of chargebacks where people, um, they'll swipe their credit card or debit card to make a purchase and you know, to circumvent that fee, you add an extra five bucks on top of it or something like that. And if they return it, you lose money on the product, but you still get that 10 or five bucks that you charge them extra. And I think that that's what's been keeping a lot of companies afloat in America. But thinking about that, I want you to talk about um, your story with PayPal, because you have a very interesting story with PayPal and Bitcoin nodes. So could you kind of explain what your experience was like with them? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's great that you heard about it because it was a it was a super European uh, uh, thing that we did. So uh, we did this uh, one special promotion. We called it Bit Drop, right? And um, my goal and uh, my team, we wanted to get as mu- as many nodes running as possible for the cheapest price. That's any any in any kind of way we had we crushed numbers. We made deals with our suppliers. So we got a full kit for with a Raspberry Pi and an SSD and um, the whole case and uh, the display so you could run a Raspberry Blitz on it, have everything. And was like, I think, one hundred twenty five euros or something. So it was really we calculated so thinly there was no margin for error, right? But then there was PayPal. So the problem is with this kind of product is, of course, that the mostly newbies will be interested in it and they don't have enough Bitcoin to just buy it. And me personally, it makes more sense that newbies are buying it with fiat money because they have to start building a stack. So, like, you know, if you have no savings, then please don't start spending your Bitcoin. Right. You need to just build something. Right. So, yeah. So, of course, that was very successful as we um, raised the total amount of um, Bitcoin notes running by 2% just with this one thing. And we had about, I would say, 30 to 40,000 euros with PayPal coming in, right? Since PayPal is, was at that time only like 5% of our revenue, PayPal blocked our account. They sent us an email like, yeah, so you have suspicious activity on your account. You're too successful. Please explain what you're doing. We're keeping your money, right? And I was like in panic mode, right? Because I have talked to all our suppliers and told them, yes, this will be the big thing. And as usual, we pay you as soon as the orders are in. There's no waiting time, no uh, payment winners or something because we get paid in Bitcoin, right? So, yeah, turns out, no. With PayPal, um, I had to call the hotline and it was like, um, uh, first I was talking to first level support. Then, yeah, no, we cannot help you. Send an email. I sent an email. No, you have to talk to second level support. No, we cannot help you. Third level. And it went on and on. And I think it was at, I don't know, seventh level support or something where someone was, that was three days after the first email. So I was spending three days just calling people from PayPal. And the last person then finally had something to say in this company. I don't know what the other seven people do at PayPal, but anyhow. Um, so he said, uh, finally said, okay, yeah, just send me the invoices and I understand what you want to do. So then it took about a couple of hours and then we got the money back. But um, that's the that's the PayPal experience. So if you are successful with PayPal, you first have to worry that you're not getting your money out. Um, but I think what's another advantage of doing business as a Bitcoiner is that you can offer better deals for your suppliers. So um this situation could have been totally crazy because it was actually one or two weeks before one of the factories of the Raspberry Pi Foundation burned down. And then there was no... There was no stock i had the last stock of my supplier and if they didn't knew me beforehand that we were always like when we order from our suppliers we pay up front there is no waiting time for them for their money and that was something very important to me personally because i wanted to show them that we as a bitcoiners we are a serious business partner this is we're not some kind of a new flaky thing or as the shit corners like to do it yeah pump the numbers up and it looks so cool but and you get paid in our token they're so worthful. no no um we're doing real business and we want to show that the bitcoin effect goes even further than just regular b2c but also b2b connections so when i called them and said yeah so we kind of had new orders from new customers, and they all paid with PayPal and they blocked our money. And uh, my contact, he was just laughing for two minutes. And he was like, oh, first time, like it was exactly like the meme, right? Oh, first time. Yeah, sure. No problem. No, he was very chill about it. Said, yeah, don't worry. I know you're paying your invoices. We will reserve the stock for you. And then, of course, we got our stock and uh, then yeah, we could ship them out. So, Bitcoin really helps on our fronts. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome, awesome story, man. And I'm, I'm glad that you could tell people that because there's people all over the world that are trying to do e-commerce, trying to have online stores, and these are things that can happen once you get over, I don't know, ten thousand euros or ten thousand dollars in the U.S people start to pay attention, they start to regulate it. They want to do all this crazy stuff. And I know that shopping bit is considered like the Amazon of crypto or the Amazon of Europe. I've traversed your website. You can pretty much order anything on there. Like, I don't know if you can, can you order a car on there? Can you order a Lamborghini?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, but that, but not on the regular store. So we have, um, two extra services that we offer on shopping bit. So, um, you would think that 800,000 products are enough. Wrong. Because Bitcoiners like all kinds of niche stuff that uh, you have to get specifically. So um, our first extra service is the concierge service. And as the name suggests, it's a premium service. It's like a personal shopper. So we buy anything you want worldwide and ship it worldwide. So... Um, that can range from some people just need special, um what what had we learned, like, I think yesterday or something was someone needed a special music production software, and he could not buy it with Bitcoin. So they asked us to buy it and was like, uh, I have no clue about music production. I just like hip hop. <laughs> but I have no clue what kind of software you have to use to do it, right? And on the other hand, you can actually, we can actually buy cars we have bought cars in the past for customers. But um, this is something that is reserved for returning customers. So um, because we sometimes get like, um, let's say flaky mails, Uh. like where someone just sends a message like, Yeah, I want to buy a Rolls Royce Phantom. And and then like my I told my employees like if you get something like this, send them an email back and tell them If you haven't bought something from us before then we cannot buy a car for you please try out our store first because um what we do is before we send out an offer for the product we check if we can um get the product as private as possibly beforehand within our legal boundaries so we are a polish company um so we have a little bit more leeway as other (laughs) european countries but um we cannot stretch uh, stretch it too thin or true too far wide out so we have to check beforehand especially with big purchases if there might be any problems but we well it's a lot of manual labor that we do beforehand and sometimes it can take up to three days that we can actually provide an offer like with a car for example we have to do a couple of um checks if that all works out but then as soon as you get the offer, you know, okay, when I'm paying it, then I will receive the product. And um, it can be anything. It can be anything. It, it can also be a yacht, which is super difficult to organize a yacht. But We are currently looking into getting one for one of our customers. But you would think buying a yacht is simple, but no, it does not. <laughs> and that all happens before we actually get paid. So that is all our upfront investment to the customers because they, of course, trust us with um, paying upfront the total amount. So we, of course, return the favor in doing the whole process beforehand. And then it's just, okay, you get a link from us, you click on it, pay, and then you just wait until it arrives, you get feedback from us when it's been shipped and stuff like that. So yeah. So yes, you can buy a car on Shop in bit as some people have already done. <laughs>
0: Yes. And if they don't pay, then you just end up with a free yacht. Right? (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) yes, of course. Yeah.
1: I, I, I'm a a relatively good swimmer, so that's okay. But I have no clue about sailing.
0: (laughs) and, and I wanted to ask you Lando that, you know, of course you have tons of competitors out there. Amazon being one of them. I'm not sure. I don't think that Amazon accepts Bitcoin yet on their platform you do of course do you do you even want to be considered a competitor to amazon or do you want to have a completely different business model that's nothing like theirs
1: well the similarities are there and i think it's it's so my first impulse was actually just to provide like a beacon of hope for people like if because if you see like Amazon and uh, what's up retailers, Walmart and stuff, they like huge, big uh, conglomerates, like how can you compete? And um, I think it's important to show that you actually can compete in a total different way. So because we have these advantages of low return rates and high, medium basket, then we can still stay competitive and get the extra mile of service out of our business, right? So the customer can have better customer experience and stuff because we are not wasting money on every fourth order just to be sent back. We can actually invest the money and say, "Okay, let's do more customer service. Let's inform the people, tell them how they can remain private, how they can remain, um, have their privacy intact, even Though they are buying stuff on our website because, like, I'm personally, I hate all these analytics software, and I think it's a a big waste of time to implement it into your website. So, we have no Google Analytics, no tracker software, nothing. You can even our customer accounts are optional by default, so you literally have to uncheck a box when you buy something to make a customer account. Like, we make it really hard. There are still some people who like customer accounts, but well. It's a free market. You do, right? And um, so I kind of think that we're very similar with Amazon. But if you like privacy a lot, which you do not get on Amazon, and if you want an extra on customer service, then we are the right fit for you. If you're just looking for the cheapest price, you cannot compete against Amazon on prices, right? So it's like, like um, I, I get this question sometimes, and uh, people say, yeah, why are you not cheaper on every product uh, than Amazon? And then I say, yeah, so they make $21,000 revenue per second worldwide? That's a whole nother level than just our startup. Where, <laughs> right? So <laughs> there's like this <laughs> apples to oranges comparison. Um, but uh, that's it's not the case for all products, right? Because there um, all the non-electronics products? For example, we have very good prices. We are, which are mostly cheaper than on Amazon, but electronics, for example, is a really hard cutthroat section of e-commerce right there. The margins are so low, like there is no room for error. And sometimes I wonder myself, how do the our um, competitors who are not Amazon survive on just selling electronics because the margins are like they're so thin like paper thin margins like if if some people are just sending them like imagine um 10 people are buying like a macbook pro for like two grand a piece right and then they just send it back after 14 days and then they all opened it of course because they are allowed to do it and then you have like um product in stock that already lost about 20% of value. And now you have to recoup that somehow. And that's like, like, yeah, Th- that's something that's, that's uh, like tickling in my mind. Like, how do they do it? I have to still find out. But I have no return problems. So whatever.
0: <laughs> yes, and I, I agree with that. I think that that business model is smart. And it's just one of those things where I believe that people were really going to go down to brand loyalty. Of course, there's you can get a MacBook anywhere, right? But I think the real the real bitcoiners are going to support something like Shop and Bit because it's different, it's fringe, it's a di- it's a disruptive type of online store that you're not usually seeing and they accept Bitcoin and I think as Bitcoin becomes more ubiquitous, more people will naturally just start shopping there and um, I know that you have multiple platforms that you actually founded and you support, so like, which one do you like more? Do you like what ShoppingBit is doing or do you like your other platforms that you're currently building?
1: Um, yeah, so, so we have two platforms. The second one is plevin.com, which is, uh, like a, a listing site for plebs worldwide, so you can buy rent, exchange, sell, teach everything. Just, it's just a listing site. Uh, with my personal, no KYC and privacy touch, as I like to call it. <laughs> um, and well, m- my thoughts behind that. So I cannot really say which do I like more because they're kind of both like my children. So it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I like the older one more. No, oh, it's the younger one. It's <laughs> the, the impossible question, right? No. So I think both have their... Um, specific uh, advantages. So with Shop and Bid, like it's a regular online store, we have these big systems behind it with professional e-commerce software, which is uh, very, um, very powerful, but also demanding in a lot of uh, work that has to be done before we can add new products, right? And for Shop and Bid to get listed there, We can only work with real companies. They have to have the um, tax ID numbers and stuff and they have to provide us with the pictures and descriptions. We need three uh, languages uh, translation. So we have uh, English, uh, German and Polish, of course. Um, And it's a longer process because we have to do lots of background checks if these suppliers are actually legit, because we get quite a lot of emails from all kinds of suppliers worldwide that want to sell us their product that we resell on our platform. And you cannot like it's a very long process to get products uh, into. But I get a lot of requests from uh, the Bitcoin communities in Europe where they say, yeah, OK, I have this new idea like I have this beer tap building kit. Yes, that's what well, was it <laughs> It's a real idea. You probably or you might have seen it at some conferences. Some people have built them already like this lightning beer tap. And some people wanted to sell it on Shop and Bit. And I'm like, yeah. So do you actually have a real company? Uh, no, it's more like a garage thing, you know. And you know, Europe, it's difficult with um, just starting a business. There's lots of legal stuff you have to do upfront. People don't want to do it if you just want to like test out an idea, right? And then that's what's like the spark for plebit.com where you just, okay, I just make a picture with my phone. I type in what it does, and then I can talk to other flaps and try to see if someone wants to buy it. So there's like no friction. You just type in an email address and a password, and then you're good to go. And um, we also have, have implemented a um, reservation system. So if you want to teach like classes, for example, you're good in, I don't know, Python or something, but you want to do Python classes, and then you say, okay, I can do classes at 11 a.m. and, I know, um, 8 p.m., right? And then you can just type it in, and the reservation system is included, so you don't, like, it combines a lot of stuff that has to do with stacking sets yourself. That's why the tagline is, make money, stack sets. Just very simple, all right? So, I like both platforms, but I think currently, Plebin, Actually might be, um, more interesting in the whole context of the current financial situation, because with this rampant inflation going on, we need again to set an example for the pre coiners that are out there and trying to stay afloat while they're hustle on like three or four jobs simultaneously, which is again ridiculous. Like, how do you want to, um, like, start a family if you're already at four jobs or three jobs and or if you like living alone in a $2,500 condo in San Francisco, which just has one room and a sink, which is called bathroom. So it's not sustainable, right? So we need to provide the tools to people who are not shadowy super coders, right? I myself, I'm no, I'm not God. I'm not God forbid that I'm coding something <laughs> and th- that's what my team does. But um it's important that the pre corners can see like, ah, okay, I go to the site, I can just list it. And then there are these weird people who are talking about sets all day and but it's about making money. I like making money. So let's try it out. And th- that's like the main idea. And yeah. Yeah. So
0: uh, it's difficult. It's difficult. It it sounds like you like both of them. And um, Lando, I I really want to thank you. And uh, and I appreciate you kind of taking this time to speak. I learned so much about, you know, all different aspects of both of your companies. And I think that Plebin and your online store is something that I really hope that I can see expand outside of the European market at some point. But before we go, can you give people your social media handles and any future endeavors that you might want the audience to know about?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, if you want to read my free market rants, <laughs> you can uh, follow me on Twitter. That's L Roughbardian. And uh, we are also with Shop and Bit on Twitter, which is just Shop and Bit. For plevin it's plevin Underscore com. So Plevin is written P L E double B I N. So it's like clubbing without the G. So it's cool. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the websites are relatively easy to find shop which is unfortunately only for the European Union for now. Um, we are currently checking out US, Canada and Great Britain delivery. Um, we're working on calculation as, <laughs> Delivery prices calculation is very difficult and the, the prices are currently like ramping up all the time. So we have not found the perfect formula for it. So it's still fair and we're not losing money on shipping stuff. So it will come in the near future. Plebin.com is already worldwide. It's translated into English, Spanish, Polish and German. We're currently working on Czech, Italian and French translations. So Wherever you are, we already have um, listings from over nine countries. But, and I think we already have one listing from the US. I hope there will be more. And especially, I hope there will be some musicians from Memphis or Atlanta and maybe just dropping their mixtapes on Plavin. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty awesome. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge Dirty South fan, so just I have to help myself here. Three Six Mafia, North North. Yeah. And. <laughs> uh yeah so that i we're also on Noster, probably but there are the links all on the websites you will find it easily yes
0: yeah. thank you lando man i appreciate you having this bitcoin conversation on the bitcoin source have a good one
1: thank you too though.